Cars by MWE, talking about cars. Millennials versus the world, that's the pod. Mike the Widow, the kid off of the line. And you better tune in, cause you know that we lie. Millennials versus the world is a ride. Born to win and I win in that life. Voice your opinion, no wrong and no right. So get out yeah. our way, they riding our way. But we do not care, as long as you say. Millennials versus the world, Millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. Millennials versus the world. No, it's crazy because it's like when when you when you start to elevate, you make more money. It's like you you spend more money. But I actually had the like the the, the reverse effect. I would feel guilty about spending money when you started making more. Mm-hmm. Explain that because I told my I uh, when I sold cars, you know, I started I really started out making pretty good money, and mm-hmm. then I reverted back to start over again. And I always would tell myself if I ever were to make that type of money or make really good money again, that I would not, I would obviously uh, value it a lot more. Mm-hmm. So um, whenever I would, you know, I just, I just was a bit really apprehensive to like buy myself some hundred dollar shoes, which ain't jack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I feel guilty for going to pay $200 on shoes. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I more recently learned how to really enjoy it. Cause I mean, what's the point of making money if you can't enjoy it, man? I, like I believe in building generational wealth and, taking care of your family long term but i mean i work hard so that i can enjoy it also do you think generational wealth is can be is one generation's job can you really build generation Mm. generational wealth with just your gender with just you you probably can't you can if you uh you can i do believe you can i think it takes a long time Mm-hmm. A lot of the right moves, but I think the way that I would want to build it, the way I see it, is I would want to create the template mm-hmm. and the inform and get the information, and then just you know uh, disseminate that information so that it can continue. Because I don't, just in my experience, it's hard for people who again who haven't accumulated or earned money to respect it. So I feel like it's hard to keep uh, wealth, and I think this was a big part of gentrification, right? Like. The communities, the, the African American people who own the homes in some of these communities weren't the people that bought them. Like mm-hmm. they're the children of the people or the grandchildren of the people that bought them. So they're willing to sell them and they don't really see the value. And mm-hmm. I think our generation now, we're coming back into it, to it. And now we see the value in those things and we're willing to hold on to them and, and um, educate our children on how to retain it and why. It's crazy. I'm going I'm to skip back for a second. When we were just talking about the salary thing, he was like the mm-hmm. reverse effect. Mm-hmm. This is what it made me realize, bro. Two things, and I really had to check myself on this. Okay. So, if um, so, one of the biggest things for me was it actually okay. So the the job I left, the job I left, um, uh, sorry about that. The job I left, uh, the salary was good. Don't get me wrong. It just was mm-hmm. like the the perks before then was great the perks outside of the money was unmatchable so i'm like damn okay i'll deal with this and i'm hustling i'll do lift i'll do photography doing all that so then when i got this job and i got the salary where i'm really like comfortable comfortable you know regular operations don't even got to be thought about you know the bread and circulation Woody, mm-hmm. woo, woo. bro it challenged how motivated i was to continue to do my other things <laughs> And I was yeah. like, yo, 
damn, was I grinding that hard because I was trying to make up or was I grinding that hard because I was quote unquote passionate about it, whatever the case may be. And then I think what it really taught me was my vision, my overall vision hasn't changed, but how clear it was, was so, I was so stressed out around money that I didn't even know I was stressed out until it wasn't a factor anymore. Yep. And let me explain what a factor means to me. We're not talking about necessities, taking care of your family or nothing like that. It's the thing like I convinced myself, like we were just talking that I don't need to buy shoes. Shoes aren't important no more. Clothes aren't important. This I'm like, I don't need lying. I'm straight. And then you come into this abundance of what you feel like you deserve. It's like, damn, I do want to buy a shirt or two every now and again. There because, you go. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah. we trick ourselves into believing certain things are important, but they really are. But we got to tell ourselves because of whatever we do or don't make. You know what I mean? And, and then let's yep. be real, bro. How, how many years have you been undoing mistakes you've made financially since 1920? You feel me? Yep. You know, I've been learning the whole time, man. Like, I've been really blessed because I worked in the industries that are that are impactful in credit and money management, right? I worked in a car business and I learned the significance of credit and how to build credit. I was talking to a guy, I love telling the story. I remember um, I would see the difference in cultures and I hate to generalize it like this, but that's just the truth. I'm just gonna keep it real. Mm -hmm. I saw the difference of how black people bought cars and I saw how white people bought cars or middle class to upper uh, upper middle class white people bought cars and then lower class white people bought cars and how the asian community bought cars mm -hmm. and one day i was talking to a guy and he was buying a car for his daughter and um they ran her credit and she had like a really really good credit score and she was like 19 i'm like man I, like how did like what did you do you know and he mm -hmm. gave me the he gave me the he gave me the jewel. He was like, hey, you know, I started working on it early. I got a, um, no, there he is. God, he was like, yeah, I've got yeah. a. I, what's, what's up, up y'all? What's, what's going on, bro? We are, we are in it, Jay. You can just join in as you see fit, bro. We are in it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Go ahead, bro. But yeah, he was like, hey, I got a credit card in name and I started doing her credit at 15. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, that's it. So I started, I was like, dang, that's it. That's the key. You know what I mean? So I already know I had that jewel for my kids. I remember at the bank seeing people uh, with money. And I just, I, I would just ask people, like I remember meeting a guy that had business. I was like, what did you do? Like, how did you figure out how to get it started? He was like, you know, I just started with one. You know what I mean? And he's like, I met a mentor. I met a guy that did it. He gave me, he told me where to go to get this and get that. I'm like, cool. You know what I'm saying? And then when I started working in mortgages, I don't know if I should say this, but you have to look at people's financial profiles in order to talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, hey, I just, hey, yeah. hey, look. I started looking, I'm like, oh, okay. And then when I actually got to work in like the wealth wealth space, I'm like, okay, so this is how people, everybody, it didn't matter if you were, if they were W-2 or if they are self-employed, they all had multiple businesses. And mm -hmm. anyone that was in real estate, like they didn't make a lot of money off one home. They had 10 homes that they made a little bit of money off. Mm -hmm. Or they had six businesses that they yielded some some yielded a huge profit some yielded a little bit some but they had multiple ones so I'm like, oh, this is that's the key hey jay what we talking about is when you started making the bread that you thought you wanted mm -hmm. how life got just as expensive as the bread that you just walked into right 
Yeah. It, it, it definitely did for me because hey, hey what up, what up, Lewis? What up, Kenny? Y'all what's up? Uh, like, like, yeah, uh, right. It did. It, 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 it definitely did. And the reason why hey Lewis, that was just like the answer. Like it did. Next question. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. But I mean it did because what I realized is is once I started making that money that I thought I wanted to make, then I started creating extra expenses. You know, like, oh, okay, well, I have this money now. I can start doing this. And, and what I didn't realize is I had to, if I, if I controlled that debt to income ratio, sorry, my voice is leaving y'all, but that debt to income ratio, hey, mine too, bro. if mine I would have still, hey, look, rightfully so though, but if I would have lived with the money that I wanted to make as, um, how, how do I put this? The money that I was making now that I, I make good money now, if I had the mindset of living like I was making the previous amount of money, I would have been better off. But should you, though? What's the point of making the money if you're going to live the same way? But see, Lewis, I don't. I think that you should live a certain way. You should live like that for a certain period of time. I'm not knocking us wanting those things and, and going to get those things. I think everybody should have those. I think that sometimes we jump out there on those things too fast. Like, we'll, we'll get that money, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, I need to go get this new car and do this. You do need to do that because you, you should enjoy that money. But the thing is, is if you set yourself up, like for example, when I stopped paying daycare for my kids, oh, uh, when they both were when they both were old enough Ooh. to get out of daycare, whole nother experience. If you, it is though, and and if you take that money and you discipline yourself and say, hey, while well, spending twelve hundred dollars a month, if I take that twelve hundred dollars and continue to pay it as if they're still there, then you have those things. But what we'll start doing is, oh, we got an extra twelve hundred now. What more can we get? So that's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. If I were to change my mindset and wait it on those opportunities and grind it out for the next six, eight, a year, then, oh my God, the, the places I would be now would be, oh, oh God, I can't I, think about Jay, it. But my thing is, I don't disagree with your overall statement, but uh -huh. I think two things come into play. A, I think, okay. uh, you know, we, do you really know the lifestyle you wanted when you started making, cause bro, I remember being 15, 16, and saying, like, bro, I just want to make 45000 and I'll be good. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, because that, yeah. that that sounded like, yo. Then, you know, I got <laughs> offered my first job out of college, and you go from making $13 an hour to this salary. I'm like, damn. I never once told myself what life I wanted to live. Mm -hmm. I never told myself the life I wanted to live. So when Lewis says, why not when you make more money, is because when we don't have it, so let's use the daycare thing, right? Mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10, I can speak for myself, until now, that money for daycare is like not even budgeted. You're still finding how to make that money for daycare. Yep, so right, right. if you right. were to see a budget sheet, daycare will be on it, but do you really know how you're implementing the system to pay for daycare? Or is it like, okay, I got to, I got to, in your case, maybe like say, you know, I got a DJ, I got four gigs this month where so I could take these gigs and do this versus what you, what you, what your job pays you, you know, mm -hmm. you want to pay for daycare with that. And then these gigs do this because we were never taught how to truly budget when we don't, we didn't have it. We were never really budgeting until we got it. And that Absolutely. messes us up. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's you know what? I didn't have a budget. And it's, it's funny, like even before I, you know, started making more money, yeah. the moment I began to budget is the mm -hmm. moment that I really started to understand and save, like even with what I had. But mm -hmm. to Jay's point, my life changed drastically when we stopped paying for daycare. Like it was such a, 
I mean, what we were paying was almost as much as we were paying for our mortgage and, and or rent. Like that mm-hmm. was like, it was life changing to get rid of that expense. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm Absolutely. thankful for it now because, you know, you're paying, tw- that's $1,200 a month that's gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, unless we try to send them to private school, which I'm not going to do, but, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, shout out to DJ and <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> Hey, but, but man, I'm, I, I just, that was life, that was life changing. We would talk about it all the time when we were paying it, like, oh man, I can't wait to stop paying, I can't wait. And it was, it was everything we thought it was, man. I, so I, I agree. Got, I got a question for y'all, bro. Mm-hmm. Oh, we about to go. So if y'all don't know, I don't know what minute this is, but we actually get into a different bag tonight. But so I consider all three of us very successful. With you two not, with you two having the knowledge that you need to be as successful as you are, but not a college degree. And I got the college degree and whatever job I consider is all on the same level of success. How do y'all feel about not having it now? Do y'all feel like not having a degree to have it or do you feel okay with how it happened, even though you didn't like it then? Uh, Not having what uh, a degree. I don't even want to put it in there. I'm going to say the real question was education versus learning. Do you still feel just as educated as you would have been regardless of the sheet of paper versus how you feel right now being at the same level of success that you exceed that you got to anyway? Oh, um, me personally, I I feel Did like the question makes sense. I, it it does. I think it's a, a layered question for me. It, but I'm gonna answer one layer at a time. For me, what I choose to believe is that um, with school is not for everyone, and I'm not just saying that to say I'm just because I've actually experienced it. Was I think that no matter the education or not, you can self educate yourself by. I'm reading. not relating education to school for the record. I think y'all okay. are educated. Right, right, right. That's that's all I was about to say. Yeah. You can be educated without having school because Agreed. you can self-educate yourself. Agreed. So I think it's more so for me and my path that I took in life, it was more important for me to learn a trade mm-hmm. than it was for me to attain a degree. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've saw the people around me, my aunts and my, my cousins who have masters, PhDs, bachelors, and they are working uh, below average jobs, to be, mm-hmm. you know, quite frank. And mm-hmm. so me seeing that, and I said, okay, well, if they can do it, and, and it could have been their choice of degree because, I mean, or, you know, what you choose to major in, that's another thing because I think if you do something like finance or if you do something like something that, that you can actually take in the different realms of the world, I think you'll be fine. But for me, it was more imperative that I focused on the trade because the trade, and I educated myself within that trade because you can never take a trade away from someone. You Bro. can always create work or you can always, book, you know, be a worker. Bro, I'm going to be real, but I think I'm the only person that feels like regretful about going to school and getting a bachelor's and a master's, bro. Why? Minus the debt. Minus the debt. Minus the debt. What makes you feel regretful about it? What did I really... What A, I didn't know what I wanted to do, first and foremost. So even though Mm -hmm. I really went went and got it and I understand math and all the master's and stuff like that, I don't really... I have no attachment to, to, to what I learned. I'm thankful I got a job from it. I got a good career and all that stuff. But like, I think I would trade doing what I want to do 
versus having mm-hmm. a de- being this decorated and doing something that I like doing. But bro, it hit me like I don't think that it was the move for me. I think I could have learned life uh traveling more, be it like I think I would have joined the services at least the first eight years. When it came out, hey, I don't disagree with that. Just, I think to, that's a just to envision the world differently than I did, just being in Raleigh, Greensboro. Because when I moved to DC, that's when I realized, like, oh, that degree stuff is good, but there's so many more doors that I think I could have walked through, and I did not need to go through all this. You know what I'm saying? It, it was a stressor mm-hmm. for me, but I just know that, like, what I'm doing requires it. But how good I am at it, I didn't learn from school. Absolutely. I did a little bit of everything, right? I went to school. Yeah. I joined the military. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I worked. Right? Lewis, a hybrid over there. I did, every, did a little bit. I did a little bit. Every, I did everything, right? So mm-hmm. I think um, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, man, I just think it's just the will. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like my my whole approach has been just give me an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I. I feel like my talent is the ability to understand and execute. And is if you have that basic, if you have that that basic skill, you can do anything. Like I really feel like there's no limitations. Um, the the challenge is being able to monetize that. And you got to be willing to play the long game. Even if you, you know, go to school or join the military. Uh, the thing about the military is it caps you. You can only make a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you have to wait on, on it. The thing about um, going into a particular skill, because I was going to school for engineering, I wanted to be an engineer, right? But, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. even that required you to be a specialist and probably would have had to move and go somewhere else, right? So mm-hmm. um, I looked at it, when I really started to, to look at it and decipher, I, I started to see, okay, what's the value? Even when I was selling cars at a young age and was making good money, mm-hmm. the work-life balance wasn't there. So I had to really take a deep dive and say, hey, what? career is going to give me the um, financial uh, comfort and stability, what's mm-hmm. going to give me the work-life balance, what is going to be something that I would define as noble and I could be, because I mean, I think part of what you do, you have to feel proud, like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I work, I'm, 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 I work in the mortgage business or like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a mortgage banker or something like that. Right. I wanted to be, right. you know, securing what I did and confident in, in, in my profession. And um, I looked at what would give me that. That's why I went into the field of, of banking and finance, and it gave me all it's given me all those things. Um, but in addition to that, it's also further educating me way more than what any school could could have given me for sure. Bro, that's and, respect. respect. Yo, and the thing that really makes me mad is like I didn't know that I didn't need it before it was too late. You know, I, when I say don't need, I'm saying me specifically. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. What makes me good at at this, what makes me good at my job is the same skill that no book has ever taught me. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, but I think we, we all have to be real with ourselves and understand that it was the proximity like you always talk about. Everybody that we grew up around, they were either pushing uh, school or push, you know, mm-hmm. they were a lot, especially the generation before, our parents were either pushing school heavy on us because a lot of them didn't go to college. So it was more so, oh, I want you to be the first generation to do this. And and I understood they had a mission. Mm-hmm. But what we never understood was what was our mission for our life. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us actually before before I turned, before I turned, I want to say 28, I was living life for everybody else. Honestly. Sure. I was doing and I didn't even realize that because I thought that that's what made me happy. Mm-hmm. But I was making moves based off what made others happy or what made me look good in their eyes. 
like as far as like parents and stuff like that. And then I realized that it's not about that. So for the for the schooling, that's what we were told to do. You were told your senior year the whole time to do what? All right, guys, you got to start looking for college. Yeah. You weren't told, yeah. hey, you got to start looking for this or hey, like Lewis said, you got to start. If you want to go into finance, you need to start shadowing this guy and reading up on this book and doing this. Or Keenan, you want to go into doing a brand or doing whatever. We weren't taught that. So you can't be that hard on yourself, Keenan, because you really didn't know. No, I did not. I, and, and I, I think I the environment you were in, I think that uh, Jawan says on the pathway, like you could say that being in DC, but could you say that being back home? Right. What you mean? Like how I feel about it now? Yeah. No, I don't. So that was my, that's actually like a great segue. So let me answer your question. First. Mm, okay. So no, I no, I couldn't, Lewis. You know what I'm saying? But I also can't eliminate my experience of moving to why I think that way. You know what I'm saying? Because I think like right. back home to me, my attachment to North Carolina isn't there anymore. You understand what I'm saying? So mm. I think my thought process now is like I will move to Arizona. If, if the opportunity was right, I could move to Arizona now. What moving did for me is less about DC and more about isolation and understanding how to move by yourself with the need of no one. Besides, you know, my wife, but I'm saying like outside of you. Right, right, right. So like I think right. the mentality of behind the degree thing was that even what I have it in, so I don't I don't regret. I regret what I have it in more than I regret having it. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, because don't get me wrong. I love math. You know, you hear, oh, you'll forever have a job, mathematics, da, da, da. Bro, without the right people or the right doors, that doesn't hold any weight at all. It really doesn't. Because I can, I probably can't, I cannot do what you do, Lewis. But if you put a, some data in front of me and say, you know, disaggregate it this way, I'm going to kill that. You know what I mean? But your skill set with the numbers and everything else you do, my hey, math don't hey. translate, huh? I'm one of a kind. You can't compare yourself to me. But Man, you can't do that. Ah. You can't do that. You hey, why you put you your hands up like that? You can't do that, my brother. I don't want you to hey, don't set hey, the bar. He said, he said one of one. One hey, of one. Look, hey, one hey, of I'm one, though. This nigga crazy man, but um, uh, but no, I respect skill sets. I, I don't, I don't think. Did you know this was the end goal when you were twenty? Did you like, you know what? I don't need college. I can do this, 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 and I'm gonna end up here. Or was you just chasing the idea of what you thought you wanted? I know you ain't asking me that question. Yeah, I am. but you gotta think about it. Something you made talk, you keep switching. About this. I'm not gonna talk about so much. I'm not gonna say this so much on camera, right? Because it's still a sensitive situation. But for sure, you know, I had to make decisions based on my circumstances. And I'll leave it at that. And I, and yeah, this is what I wanted. But you know, I had prepared. Yeah, I just you know certain things came up, but I, I knew at the end what I wanted, and however I had to get there, I was gonna get there. Okay, I was. Right. I wasn't going down the way you was going, but I get what you're saying though. Yep. But, you can't, you can't, with me, you can't separate the two though, Keenan. It is, you know what I'm saying? It's that's when you bring it up, it's that's attached to it. You feel me? So I, it, it is, but what I'm saying is, I it, it is attached, but I wasn't thinking about that side of it, is what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying, right. like, I respect that because I wasn't, I was just thinking about the way you just articulated, like, saying, you know, I've tested all these things, and mm -hmm. as it, it to me, it came off like as you were testing them, you were connecting the dots of how you can use all these things to get where you are now. But I had to do it out of necessity. It wasn't by desire. 
So, yeah, so, that's what I was just about to add on to that too. A lot of the stuff that I've done in my life was out of necessity mm-hmm. because uh, even if it was with your parents or me being married at a young age with kids, it's like, you don't have a lot of time to explore and experiment because you have to have some type of financial gain behind it. You know, because it's like, if, you, if you're not bringing anything to the table at that moment, like it, it's hard to, to have those creative juices flowing and say, you know what, I want to take this extra $250 and go to this seminar that's talking about this. That's kind of frowned upon when it's like, or oh, we can take this $250 and do X, Y, Z. So, you know, you don't have a lot of financial freedom at that time. And you don't have, and I'm not saying that you can't because some people do have that. I'm talking, speaking for me specifically and, and piggybacking out what he was saying, it was pure necessity. So I didn't have that time to think about, oh, well, this, and it's like, no. I mean, I went from CarMax to working on cranes, like completely different, you know, but I had to, you know what I mean? And, and now I'm a, a master electrician. So I had to, you know what I mean? Maneuver all the way yeah. through this stuff to get there. But if you ask me at 20, would I know how to work on anything other than, you know what I mean? Detailing cars, I would have said no. My dog. I know, that's master, crazy, right? Master electrician. Yeah, for sure, for sure, you know, for sure. But hey, I, hey, 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 Lewis, one of one. One of one, my <laughs> one of one. Yeah, hey, Jay, right. don't, don't compare nobody to you. Hey, don't compare no master electrician to me, boy. Hey, hey, we're not, we're, hey no, we're, I'm just playing. Noted, noted. But you know what? You know what Lewis just made me think about though? Like, what's that? I think to me, now that he just said that, now it made me reflect on my my out of necessity moment, which was my dude. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like he was mm-hmm. he was younger when everything was happening to him, but it was just a year later when that had happened to me. And I've never thought wow. about how much I've done out of necessity. I still got to do it now. Like, you, like it's still, you never eliminate the necessity part once you're already in it. Once it becomes out of necessity, that hunger and all that for what you got to do never goes away. It may look different right. as things evolve, but it never goes away because now this necessity is here. So, uh, dang, I never thought about that. So, but the question I was going to say, what do y'all think y'all can say personally that people may know or may not know? What's the one move you made that changed the game for you or the one experience you had that changed the game for you that where you started to be okay with the life you were creating whether it was out of necessity or whatever i would have to say knowing y'all the places you're at now has to have some type of satisfaction to it based off the needs of necessity you understand what i'm saying like you all still created this and it was out of necessity so that we're not going to neglect the frame of mind it takes to come from that and make it here. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so what yeah you're trying with? to say, we're not going to say that out of necessity, you can't still become successful. What you're saying? No, I'm saying, even though you did it out of necessity, you still made it here based mm-hmm. off having to do, everybody's oh, out okay. of necessity doesn't equate to being where we're at right now. You understand what I'm saying? And everybody, everybody having the freedom of choice doesn't equate to, to being where we're at. So what I'm saying is, I'm asking is, what was one of the biggest moves that happened for you all that changed the game where you were okay and, and feeling like you deserve where you're at? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say it was two, it was two moments. Mm-hmm. Moment one is I was at, you know, uh, Wendy's managing and I bought, <laughs> I bought this trailblazer. <laughs> hey, he <laughs> thought about that Wendy's, but oh my God, hey, I remember okay. that. Hey, Lewis, I remember, boy, man, you cannot tell him nothing when he had that trailblazer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dog. <laughs> hey. 
You could tell me shit what, but I'm I had to do it. I was like, <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, my bad, Louis. My bad. Go ahead, bro. No, I, hey, it's all good, man. I missed that car. But um, I I bought it and I knew I said if I buy anything else, I'm gonna have to stay here mm. and pay for it. Right. Mm-hmm. I knew that the more money I made, the lifestyle I would create. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was young, bro. I was like 19, bro. To think that way at 19 is crazy, crazy, right? But I knew it. God, Lee, that so, is crazy. I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta pivot. So I took a, uh, I went to Carmax and cool. And then the second moment was, I was at Carmax and I was trying to get into a different role, and they had passed me over twice. Don't a hey, rejection is one of the best things that ever happened to you. Anybody watching this, do not get oh, mad at rejection. Right, yes. It ain't, it ain't for you. Right, just whatever ain't for you ain't for you. Just it, trust me. So I, I left, and I I remember interviewing. I had my my I'd already came back from the reserve. I was working three jobs. And I was like, I got to figure this out, and I got a job offer at um at Renner Center to be a manager, and I was like, man, like is this what I want? And the guy was talking. He was like, hey, it was a regional manager. No disrespect to him. I could tell he worked his way up. He's like, yeah, I make seventy thousand dollars a year. And he was like proud of that. And I'm like, and I went to the store and it was like in the hood, you know, in the Renaissance in my series. So I'm like, bro, you better than this, man. You know, Lewis, you know who you are, bro. Like you, you, you can do all those things, man. They know you can, you can do that, man. You're greater than that. And, um, and I started selling cars and at that moment I was like, you know, I struggled a little bit and then I figured it out and I, I saw people that I thought were, that were really good at what they did, but then I came and I got an understanding of what they were doing and I executed and I eventually became just as good, if not better than them when I, when I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can really do anything I want. And I, that opened my mind when I truly believed and understood that I could truly do whatever I wanted to. That's my problem. Yeah, I had no limitations. It was a wrap. I think that's my problem. Jay, I yep. was telling you that this weekend, my problem is it ain't nothing I don't believe I can do. So yeah. don't yeah. nothing, bro. But, but I, don't, I, mean, I don't think that's a problem, though, because I think, I, I mean, I can speak for all, I think all of us think that way. I know yeah. I do. It's, it's yeah. not any, anything out here that I cannot do. Yeah. I don't think the frame of mind is the issue. I think applying it in a realm where you're being intentional with your efforts is, becomes the issue. Because you can get distracted by multiple things mm-hmm. because you can read information processing, like, damn, I could do that. But you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta help, you gotta learn how to like, process information so this is my path i'm going right here I, i'm reading stuff right. that's over here but i had to learn how to read this stuff whether it be finance whether it be psychology books to learn how to interview good whether it be speech books whatever the case may be instead of pivoting i had to learn how to take this information and apply it here yeah like i read this yeah. book called contagious how things catch on that's strictly about sales right Anybody okay. that know me, I can talk, but I'm not a salesperson at all. Because once I start feeling like you don't want to talk to me, I ain't going to get past that barrier. I'm all right, bro. Like, you got it. Like, cool. Like, I wouldn't even be comfortable walking up to somebody in a showroom and be like, hey, how you doing? Just because I be feeling uncomfortable when people do it to me. But I'm being real, though. But the That's your conviction. Huh? But I'm going to tell you, car, I learned more in the car business than I did anywhere. Oh, it's, yeah. Mm. Tell me. Because of, me. Okay, I'm sorry. Because of the psychology of it. It's really about people. They're not buying the car. 
they're buying a car from you. And once I started to understand the psychology of people, that's when I really understood the power. It wasn't even the fact that you felt uncomfortable, right? It'd be the fact that it would be the fact that you told me you didn't come in to buy a car and then I see, see you drive off in your old car here and you driving off in a new one. That showed me the power that the power of conviction and mm -hmm. that is real. The power of conviction is very, very real. When you sure. look at pastors, oh, yeah. when you look at when you look at successful people, people that you follow, people that write books, all that is is conviction. And I understood the power that you have in, in the power yep. that's in conviction, your ability to convince people to believe what you believe, or or to 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 um, guide them down a pathway that you created that they didn't even know. And that's a that's a mm -hmm. skill. And once you learn that skill, it can be used for good or for harm, but that's power, it's power now. I'm going to tell you the crazy part about what you just yeah, said. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Hey, but I'm going to tell you the crazy part, though. I believe everything you do and everything you just said, and I believe that I'm able to do that, just not in the application of sales. That's like when mm. I was when I was reading Contagious, how things caught, caught, uh, right, it's right here. All right, man, they ain't paying me. They're not paying me. No, yeah, I'm about to say, man, don't yeah. give them no money, yeah, yeah, dog. Yeah. My fault. So when I was reading it, right? right. Hey, it boy, you, hey, you almost had me get it, boy. Huh? <laughs> What'd you say, Jay? I said, you almost made me buy it. Go ahead, put the book up again. I know. Put the book up again. Almost 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 put the book up again. Hey, hey but, but the thing is, <laughs> it's crazy because, it, it was crazy because, okay, I was reading that. Okay, first, the first book that changed the game for me was Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm -hmm. Bro, okay. that joint was crazy. So then I read Contagious How Things Catch On, right? And to Lewis's point, I learned everything he just said, but I apply it to this world. I don't, mm -hmm. I, I don't apply it to a sales world. Anything that I do, I understand psychology. I understand how to make people feel. My profession is literally standing in front of 30 minds every day. And how can I stimulate every one of these minds and manage right. all these different attitudes without anybody feeling any different? So right. then what I started doing was taking that application and applying it here. How could I ma maneuver an entire event when you got introverts that don't want to be here? You got the cousin that came just because she asked. You got the turn up, turn up crew over here. How can I walk through here and apply everything I said, but I don't need to sell you something that you can walk away with. I need to change your mind about how you feel. The same thing he said, how can you show somebody what you're trying to do to them without letting them know that that's what's happening? You understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. You're, you're talking about something tangible. You're selling an experience though. For sure, for sure. Experience. Hands down. And I think that was challenging. I'm sorry, Jay, I know you hadn't talked much, but when I switched into the- No, 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 no. y'all go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'll try When I switched into the banking world, it was mm -hmm. harder because I, I it's easy for me to build value in the car because I can show you what a car does instantly. But when I started right. going into the mortgage world, it was hard because then I had to make you believe and I had to create the imagination and then create the sense of urgency and know when to sell to you. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I did and, it and Lewis, And Lewis, Mm -hmm. Hey, Lewis, how do you determine that being in that field? Because I know that's tough for you, like, when you're dealing with um, maybe family members, friends, or even close people that you know, or, or and you're looking at all these portfolios, and, and maybe it's somebody that may come in there that's uh, a bit timid or, or fearful because their credit's not that good or, or something like that. How do you overcome that and build that conviction to where you say, you know what, I can put you in this situation, but you ultimately have the power to what makes you determine if you want to put them in that position or not? Right. I'm not in sales anymore, but when, when I was in those situations, okay. I had to, my goal was always to get you one step further than what you wanted because that's okay. a win for me. You know what I'm saying? If somebody didn't mm -hmm. want to, 
oh, we're not gonna buy a car today. Or, or we don't we don't want to take a test drive. My goal was to get you the test drive. And then I would try to sell you, but if I didn't sell you in my mind, I still won, right? I'm like, okay, I still got you further than, than you wanted to be. Now, if somebody okay. was, but if you're asking me, how did I deal with people who um, had issues? Or, oh yeah, what are you asking me? I think my, my question was like, what, what did, oh, go ahead, Kenny. No, I think what Jay is saying is like, if somebody came in and correct me, obviously, Jay, if somebody came in that wasn't ready, how do you determine if you're willing to put them in a position that they're not they're not even ready to be in yet? Ooh, that, that, yeah. That's exactly what I was asking. Ooh, exactly all right, so I ain't gonna lie, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Jay, look how to rub his hands together, bro. You know hey, you hey, hey, Louis, hey, Louis said if it was the end of the month, boy, they would get in that house. Hey, they hey for not. real. <laughs> hey, for real. Because at the end, you're a grown, you're an adult at the end of the day, player. But I, I, I will say you, you, your integrity is challenged often. Ooh. Um, and that's where the people skills come into play, right? Because mm. I've I told people like, hey, I don't, you know, maybe this ain't the right time. And they and they may not, they may disagree, right? Mm. Money mm. is such an emotional thing. Like it, people feel differently about it. Mm. And um, right. I think it, I would, you know, if it, if it was somebody that could, couldn't buy, then I would give them the advice on how to buy or what they maybe should do in the future. If it was someone that could buy, my goal was always try, to try to sell them a car. Because here's the deal. I didn't ask you to come to the dealership. You showed up. Yeah, that's true. So I I mean, I don't go to a, I don't go to a barbershop to watch people get haircuts to observe. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you take action. You take action. Hey, you coming to take, I'm going to help you take action. I'm going to yeah. help you. Hey, put hey look, hey, look. So when they take action, they just thinking about buying the car, right? Yeah, I'm going to help them think about <laughs> As he fading them real quick, like yeah. So if you look to your left, yeah, was over there chopping them up, boy. Yeah. I, th I think I, my managers. I, uh, hold on, I will say this: my managers convinced they 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 use their power of conviction on us. Yeah, and Bruh. that's what really got me. So they was like, people come to buy cars. They didn't come up here for no other reason to buy a car. If you believe that, you will not sell them. So I had to, I had to, their conviction convinced me, and that's what I thought. Yeah. That was, it was that simple. So I mean, very, I'm going to say that, and, and this is going to sound so bad, unpopular, but it's the truth. Uh -oh, I think, like, 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 I'm reading, let me stop saying all these books. I'm reading a book on uh, uh, body language and human psychology, right? Mm -hmm. So what I'm realizing is there is every day, and out of 10 er interactions, I would say there's probably seven manipulative interactions and three genuine ones in mm -hmm. every one. So what we're really talking about is A, the power of persuasion and ma manipulation. I think yeah, the right. intent of the manipulation gets misconstrued. I don't think people understand that you can manipulate someone and it not be a negative thing. Absolutely. But a lot of times- you hear Say again? That's parenting. And marriage. Every and day, marriage. And marriage. And marriage, yeah, and it's hey, look. <laughs> hey, hey look. it definitely marriage. I don't never try to manipulate her or none of that stuff y'all's talking about. Oh, anymore. it's funny that you think I'm talking about you. That, that hit dog always gonna holler in it, bro. No, it's funny that you it's funny that you think I'm talking about us doing the manipulating. <laughs> oh, hey. props, huh? You right? Yeah, but because. because to, to, to put some validity behind what I'm saying, 
you cannot and don't answer this question, y'all. This earth, this earth, this earth. <laughs> earth hey, what earth we on? We we done with ninety nine. Hey, Lewis, all with the night, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Keita, Lewis, hey, Keita, Lewis said it's Earth one, boy. Go ahead. Nah, yeah, bro. One. I don't know what earth you're talking about. I don't want no planet separating me from my wife. All right, bro. That's okay, bro. That's all, all, okay, all I'm bro. saying is the art. Hey, of this dude, this dude, he manipulating us with these answers, bro. She was just in here. If you didn't, if you couldn't guess that. Yeah, oh, I know. Boy, I know, but <laughs> I'm gonna blame you for. Never mind. Anyway, that's why I'm downstairs with the door shut. So anything she sees, you have to go to our whatever and see it. <laughs> I ain't just <laughs> see, see it in real time. I'm gonna bake. Hey, look, I'm gonna bake on her not watching the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, bro. Nah, but it is. Hey, but but the, but the thing I'm saying is, it's, it's in any great successful relationship. Let's talk about professional wise, marriage wise. Friend, that's the same way. You've never told a family member what they needed to hear to get them to their end goal versus what you know you should have said. Have y'all? I'm asking. So have I ever told a family member what they needed to what hear? What you know they need to hear, or you didn't do something because you know it would turn them away from the goal of the conversation or the goal of the action. So you, either. I've done it a couple of times, but I've told a lot of family members and people. I try to be straightforward and let them know what they need to hear. No, try to be very straightforward. I can see that. Hey Jay, hey, shut what, up, bro. You, hey Jay, you proving my point. What I'm saying uh, is, what they need to hear is not always what you want to say to them. But what I'm saying is, in that moment, most of the time is really what I be wanting to say to them. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm just keeping it a band. Like, if we're going to give it a stat, we're going to give it a stat. Hey, can I ask, can I ask, can I build on that question, though? Absolutely. Come yeah. on, bro. That's why we're here. Man, is it always my place to tell people what they need to hear? No, but you can't put yourself in. Uh, no, I had to learn that. No, no, but it's I will, not. No, I will. I will say this. Don't put yourself in a leadership position and think you're not going to have constituents. Mm. Because but the problem is that majority of us didn't put ourselves in that leadership position. Others put us there. And the bigger issue is that that once you get in, and when I say leadership, I mean just even of your home, of your community, mm -hmm. anything, right? Mm -hmm. So the same way you saying others put you there, it's almost like the sales thing. They you you walk in this place to do one thing, right? Right. Leaders have to do one thing: lead. You're going to have to do it. You're either going to do it by not being funny, by people observing you, and then you're going to have the, the people that really bang with you that you have to talk to, that they're going to call you Motivate. your ass. Because mm -hmm. the one thing we can, mm -hmm. we got to stop doing is black males, bro, is downplaying what we do bring because we don't want to do it. Everything worth having comes That's true. with a That's great true. responsibility. There's no way around that at all. But a so lot of times, yes, sir. Like, so we can't, we can't keep saying like, is it my responsibility? You know what? No, nah, it's not. But you're going to do it whether it is or not anyway. Right. So but I say that because like, I struggle with like, I'm, brother, I'm sorry if you watch this so well. All right. So my brother and I, <laughs> <laughs> we had to adjust our relationship because I would comment on uh, some of his situations, right? Mm -hmm. And I realized he was like, yo, I just need you to be supportive, man. I don't need you to try to tell me what to do. For sure. And I had to respect that. I'm like, you know what, bro? You're right. I love you. I realized I got to let you make, I can't let him, but you have to make your decisions. And 
whatever capacity you need me to operate in, mm-hmm. that's what I'm gonna do because I love you. That's good. But you know, there may be time, and he does the same for me because he, you know, like commenting on my situations. I'm like, hey man, mind your damn business. Okay, I got this over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, funny, but the, the truth, but the truth of the matter is like. Like, I don't need you to tell me what I need to do all the time, man. Just let me do it. If I mess up, I'll clean it up. You know what I'm saying? If I'm, but, right. but, but then there's a point where it's like, if I'm straying too far away, do I still do what you've asked, be what you've asked me to be? Or am I not who I should be or need to be as someone that cares for you and tell you, hey, I think, I think you, I think you may, you know, you met, you, you're good or you messing, you may be messing up right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, he's yeah, in my right. place to tell him that. He's a grown man, he's an adult. He's a man. JD, you, you know I got a mouth. Uh, I mean, I definitely get what Lewis is saying because I deal with that a uh, whole lot in a lot yeah. of relationships. I think the one thing that you said that I want to piggyback off of is just like, but the the strong uh, the strong hold that we put on the word care. Sometimes when we say care, like because I care about you, I need to say something we make it seem like by us not saying something, it's not showing care in the same capacity. That's mm-hmm. what I had to learn. Mm-hmm. Because I used to think that if I didn't say anything, who am I as a person to watch somebody go down this road when I could have said something that maybe could have prevented it? Mm-hmm. But I also realized that by me saying it, like Lewis said, sometimes they say, well, I didn't ask you for that. I just need you to be supportive. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me to be that supportive person because I, I don't, when you love people around you, you don't want anybody to fit. Mm-hmm. So, that doesn't make us perfect. That just means that, hey, if I see something, I expect you or Keenan to say, hey, Jay, you're going on the wrong road. Like, what are you doing X, Y, Z? The way I receive information is I don't take y'all information as a threat. I take mm-hmm. it as advice. Mm-hmm. A lot of people take our information because we are so, you know, strong on what we believe in as like a threat. Like we're trying to tell somebody what to do. And, and But that care thing for me is I had to learn that not doing something is still doing something. Yeah, bro, that's deep. Hey, but, but how I'm gonna hit the little big butt in there. But if you told me something, Jay, I know you ain't got no skin in the game. Right. If Kenan told me something, I know Kenan's telling me that sounded, that's how he cares about. But when you're close to somebody, and that actually goes mm-hmm. back to what you were talking about manipulation. Maybe you trying to manipulate, you want me to do what you want, what you want. Right. For the right. benefit of you. Or how, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, but when someone's real close to you, it's hard. It's really, it's really boundaries there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it gets really tricky, bro. And I'm still trying to learn how to navigate. That. So, but so, you so said something it's tough, okay, for real. That was dope. So I'm gonna go two, two and a half, maybe four and a half ways with it. Lewis, two things that I'm gonna critique that you said that you again eliminated your position. A, you just said that you were willing to do what somebody asked you because you know they need to do it. Leadership quality. Secondly you're putting yourself in their shoes to un- try to understand what they're going, what's going on with them. So I can best do in this situation, whatever this situation mm-hmm. need, I got to put myself in his shoes. Why are they doing this? What's this? And then I got to move based off what I find out. Right. So that's true. So um, those two things are, are exactly what I'm saying. The fact that your thought process is like that means that you're already not controlling the situation, but you're already dissecting it to see the, the way the best result can come. Everybody doesn't do that. I'm already mm. putting myself in a position to make sure whatever these interactions look like, it gotta be the best result for between me and this person. Now, mm. secondly, well, what Jay just said, and I've had this conversation with him multiple times, I think the multiple. only problem with advice is if it's unsolicited. 
Like you, yeah. if somebody, a lot of times we are emotional intelligent, we can be emotionally arrogant. You know a situation yeah. before it hits you. So when somebody say something, your first thing is like, let me say something back because I already know it, you feel me? And then you get to the point where it's like, damn, I don't want to talk to him because all he's going to say is this. But I would ask you, what are y'all interactions like when you happy or, or when it's not critique based? Are y'all able to talk about anything? It don't matter laughing and joking because what happens is if you ha ha he he and we can talk about anything, then some people can't draw the line when it's not time to talk about certain things. So if we have all this positive communication when we good, right? And mm -hmm. we can say anything we want to say. Then we're in a situation where you come to me. To me, we say anything we want to say anyway. So now I got to learn when I can't say these things because the boundary has to be different when we good and when we not. Right. But that person, right. whoever has the boundaries has to be the one to articulate that. I don't know unless you tell me. I will argue that you do know, right. but you can't tell them that you know they're about. You can't tell me that you don't know what your brother can't handle without him telling you. No, I don't. That's the truth, bro. No, I, I, in our dynamic, no. I was about to say in a certain, in a lot of situations that I mean, I don't know. Thank you. Okay. I mean, I'm just being real. Yeah. And I'm just saying because I, I, I can't, you have to tell me because if you don't tell me those boundaries until I overstep them and then I actually realize, oh yeah, I can't. Like, I mean, it's just hard for me to communicate with people. And Kenan, I've told you this. I don't know if I told you this, Louis. It's hard for me to communicate with people like that because, because of how I receive information and because how straightforward I am, I expect everybody to be the same to way. That way. I, I can't, you. I can't, and it's so tough because I like you said, you yeah. have to understand, Kenan, that everybody is different. That's and right. I can I can't use that as an excuse anymore. Sure. I have to understand, like, okay, this is how they receive stuff. Because I'm thinking in my head, like. Bro, we all grown. Like, just keep it funky with me. Tell me what it is directly. Mm -hmm. Okay, you had a problem with this. Okay, no problem. Just this is what it. I have a problem with. Yeah, yeah, like, don't tell me four different things. And then it's like, yeah, well, I kind of had a problem. Because now I'm getting pissed. Because And I think that's my problem, too. It's based <laughs> off what Keenan said. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with you, Jay. Hell yeah, no. it is, bro. Yo, Lewis is old with the night, boy. He is old hey, with the Hey, boy, look, hey, I'll... <laughs> he said, hey, ain't nothing wrong with you. Hey, hey, you're right, bro. One of one, bro. You're so right, bro. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, hey, but Keenan, you made a good point <laughs> to when you were saying as far as um, like, not the, you you said you were talking about the Lewis situation where he brought something up. Damn, I just lost it. What 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 I we'll, we'll say, talk, we'll, I'll come back to it. I'll come back. To I got you. What I would say is I think that I would have to say this, and y'all gonna have to correct me. I just envision mm -hmm. when I say like y'all don't know what somebody uh, when y'all like I will argue that y'all do know what somebody needs is that based mm -hmm. off the experiences that went left or right, you're able to come to a conclusion that will be close enough to the truth. You understand what I'm saying? Like mm, okay. in me and my older brother's relationship, I learned what's off limits by the, how many times we've talked about certain things and the result has been the same every time. I learned like, okay, that's a no-go. So then when I stop doing it, I reevaluate the result of this. This happened, I stopped it, now it's like this. Okay, boom. He told me nothing about a boundary. Right, that's because you cared. Huh? <laughs> you said- well, Facts, because you cared, but- 
know. I do. I do. Fact, I do but but it's not wrong with it's not wrong with that. But that's no, it's not wrong with that. I just didn't care. He, he, my brother didn't care either. He was just like, all right, just to keep it the result. Do y'all care now right. or y'all don't care still? We care enough to establish. We learned how to establish boundaries because we were so and we, you know, tw being twins, we close. You know, we just, you know, it was my closest person, closest person to me ever. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. like all through life, and we told each other everything. But then when I got married, when he got married, it changed. And then when I got married, it changed. And then I started to build my own family. I'm like, all right, I'm a man, bro. You can't, you can't come at me like that mm -hmm. in front of my wife and then my son. You know what I'm saying? You right. can't talk. You can't right. just talk crazy like you did when we were kids. You, you feel me? And I couldn't just talk crazy about him and his man. I couldn't do that. You know what I mean? And, and we had to learn how to respect each other as men because we never saw each other as men. We just kept, he just saw me as Lewis and I just saw him as who he, as, as my brother. But I had to learn how so to do you think him as a man. That's very, very good, Lewis. I'm, I want to ask you a question on that. Keenan, you could chime in as well, too. Do you think that parents have that same dynamic with their kids? They can't see their kids outside of being kids. So when it's time for you to be an adult and you're mm -hmm. making adult decisions, they still like, no, you're my son. Like, you're you're my, like, you're still such and such. I never had a doting parent. So I can't speak to that experience. To be honest. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think it's all Can't. about, I, I think it's, all, yes and no. So I think you always going to see your child as that baby. You know, you're always going to see that. But I think, you know, one of the most important things I, I, I uh, learned about parenting from the kid side, you know, the parent mm -hmm. is typically an adult and the relationship has to evolve. It has to be child to parent. It's, excuse me, it has to be a child to parent, adult to parent, then eventually it has to become adult to adult. So the boundaries that right. you're setting as it's evolving, I think when people hold you in certain capacities based off the history, y'all won't even have an issue of them because they're going to see you that way, but the relationship has mm -hmm. evolved so much where you're able to say certain things to them because you've been there. You know what I'm saying? So That's I dark. think that changed the game for me because some of the people that, that can see me like that, honestly, bro, aren't my uh, that I see like that aren't my biological parents. You know what I'm saying? Certain people that mm -hmm. can say things to me that I'm like, oh, okay, bet I wouldn't say. And y'all know how I am about being told stuff. So, uh, so <laughs> very defined. Don't bro, listen to nobody, bro. I, I'm not gonna lie, I had to own that joint. What's up? Oh no, was that you done? I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm straight, bro. Yeah, yeah. All right, and and my wife ain't in here, bro. But I'm just gonna keep it all the way real. Uh -oh. I'm stubborn. Uh, uh, Earth. Oh, you can't say Earth 98? Okay, go ahead. Earth 99, whatever. I'm stubborn, <laughs> dog. Like, I do, uh -huh. you know, like, I, I really don't like to listen to people mm -hmm. at all. For sure. But, man, it's something about my wife, dog. If she tell me something, bro, like, I'll listen to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, I'd be like, you know, I don't care what it is. Like, I could be so gung-ho on something. And my wife would tell me something, and I'm like, you're right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what it is. Is that manipulation? What is that, Kenan? What, it's not manipulation. It's no, that, that you, you, value, you value her. You value her um, Her decision very highly. Yeah, bro. You know, that's think, what it is. I think Brittany the same way. I'm not going to lie. Brittany is one of those people, but we were talking about parents. But, like, she's definitely one of those people. I, I listen to y'all, too, for real, for real. I just, I just don't think Cap. that. Say again? Cap. <laughs> Cap. <laughs> no, I, I do. <laughs> But I think the dynamic from my wife no, talk, do. I think every time I say something to y'all, I anticipate y'all trying to sharpen me as iron. This is, I know 
I'm going to the iron sharpens iron zone think take this is I know that I think with my mm-hmm. wife is more like the reason why I listen to her I don't you know God forbid Earth 98 say we did we tomorrow we, the, the papers were filed and we weren't together right in the span in which mm-hmm. I've been with her I don't believe I can experience life the same way I can experience life with anybody else and be this locked in because of the way our lives happen together from 19 yeah. all the right. way to 31. Right. So yeah. now right. I know a That's person true. that knows That's every integral true. part of me, not because I told her, because she experienced it with me. So yeah. now That's this true. person can say certain things to me. And I'm like, damn, she knows everything I've been through. She knows everything I've, I've came from, everything I've tried to get through. So when she says something, it's coming from a place of like, I know you. I, right, I, you know what right. I'm saying? I know Keenan, the kid. When the Keenan right. kid is talking, I know how to talk to him. When yep. Keenan, you know what I'm saying? When the grieving Keenan over your mother, I know how to talk to him. My wife literally changed how we did holidays because she know how I feel about my mom not being here for him. So she was able to literally change wow. the way we do holidays just so I don't feel indifferent about him. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Bro, that's, that's good, man. So, hey, that's super dope, man. And back to our question earlier, my wife's a big part of this. That success thing you was talking about, for sure. That's a big part of that's 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 one of those decisions. It's hey, her. Hands down. Hey, look, my wife, my wife is a huge part of mine. I mean, mm-hmm. since I'm talking about in the trenches, boy. When they say you who you start <laughs> with, yeah. Well, we were emphasizing on that starving part, boy. We got it together. You know what I'm talking about? So, so Jay, you crazy, bro. That one, that that one right there, man. I I owe, her, I owe my wife everything, man. She was in the trenches with me, man, for sure. For sure that was a a great decision. That was one of the best decisions I made in my life. For real, bro. I agree. I ain't gonna say, I ain't gonna say, so, I ain't say nothing crazy. Why don't why they why why don't they listen to us? <laughs> because it's complete hey Lewis, it's complete opposite of what you what we said before that because we they don't value what we say <laughs> yo i'm not answering that jay that's for you hey, Bro, I, I, I know, you I'm just, just, why they don't listen to us like that man <laughs> I, I can't I, imagine my wife saying what i just said yeah man I, I, so if a ratio man, my, in each other oh Bruh, just tell me, just say question. I'm a, I'm a, I gotta ask this question too. If I'm being real, real, mm-hmm. because we don't value the same things, not the person, we don't value the same things, period. Like the things your wife right. probably values, you probably hold on ground zero. So mm-hmm. when you talk about it, why would she listen to you when you don't even care about those things? That's true. That's and she point. know you don't like them. That's right. true. But women learn they do's emotionally first so she learns to know everything you care about when they mm-hmm. and talks about Ooh, those deep. things because she, <laughs> me, because she knows she knows what you like and whether she cares or not, their emotional intelligence started when their period started when they were younger. Forgive my language, but like uh, what I'm saying is they emotional intelligence has been ahead of ours. So right. when they can identify what makes you go because that's an emotion. They know how to, whether they care or not, they know how to make you feel like you they care about it because they're telling you about it. Us, no. We ne- name something your wife care about that you don't, that you try your best to act like you care when you talk to her. Man, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a good one, man. 
Name something, Jay. Yeah. I'm asking the question. I, I can't. I can't name it. <laughs> <laughs> name something, yo. That's a good one, bro. Hey, what well, thing she care hey, look, about? Man, I just told y'all two weeks ago. I just asked her what she like. How she like to have sex? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Louis. Hey, you proving I'm the point? I only got the ten years, yo. I'm behind, Cliff. And you proving the point that what you cared, <laughs> what she cared about was so low on your list, it took you 10 years to ask. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jay. Hey, Jay, it oh took him 10 God. years hey. to ask her. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, baby. Hey, do you, do hey, you like what I see? Oh, that's bad, hey, bro. Hey, 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 you're 10, so. Really, that swirl move I was doing. You tell me you really don't like that. That wasn't it. <laughs> That's Boy, not it. Boy, that was I know that was hey, a like, nah. <laughs> Lewis said that was a perfect way to prove. Yeah, I just asked her two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's true, man. You proved the point, man. I'm hey, damn. For 10 years, that was, hey, Keenan, that was a good one. That you took ain't care for 10 years, bro. Man. <laughs> hey, but uh my, my next question would be, as we transition to another question, how often do y'all take on your wife's problems? Not literally, but like, if you know they're going through something, how often do you feel responsible to help them, guide them, or which ones you know they can handle on their own where you're not as needed? How often do you take on their problems? Issues could be anything. It don't got to be crazy, but just how often do you feel responsible as, as that being your wife to take on their issues? Or do you remove yourself, allow her to ask you when she needs you, so on and so forth? Uh, for me, um, it used to be about about 95% of the time that I would mm -hmm. actually take on the load. Mm -hmm. um, because I felt like that's what you do as a man headed out. Like you're supposed to relieve your wife of that stress. Mm -hmm. uh, what I realized in doing that is it caused me more stress. Mm -hmm. Because if the solutions that I was coming up with like you said, uh, Keenan, uh, if they're not based upon her vision, mm -hmm. she's not going to value that. Mm -hmm. So it's like in that situation, if it's like, oh, this is what's happening. I'm like, okay, cool. No problem. Let's do X, Y, Z. She didn't want to do X, Y, Z. You know, so it's like now I'm sitting here stressing more like, okay, let me regroup and think about this and think about that. So what I started doing now is what you said. Your second point was I'll just kind of support my wife from afar on a uh, as needed basis. But I'll give her, you know, the wisdom as as she needs it, bro. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I can no longer put that stress on. I was stressing myself out trying to fix a situation that technically in my mind already fixed. Yeah. Like, well, why are we still talking about this? It's she already done. Do it. She just won't do it. Nope. Cause she don't yeah, listen. Like that's it. She won't. Listen. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, bro. Okay. I, I ain't All say right. I ain't say that. So no. that's what. Hey. My, wife, my wife, listen, bro. Don't she don't trust me. <laughs> AJ, any wife that listens to their husband is no longer a wife. Trust me. Hey, bro, I was I'm gonna have to agree with Jay. Like, I'm like, man, won't you just do this? Let's see, it'll solve your problems. Like, just do that. And mm -hmm. like, she would never do it. <laughs> never. Hey, hey, Lewis, I'm talking about boy. Never did that. Thing. Never. And I'm like, you just not doing it because I said it ain't. It, that's why, right? But mm -hmm. I have been. I have asked because I'm straightforward, like Jay, my my brother Jay. Well, he's smart. Hey, boy. I knew I like boy, you. Boy, I'm hey, telling you, boy, he ain't too straightforward. <laughs> if it took ten years, <laughs> y'all gonna stop judging me, man. And that yeah, was yeah, ten joke, years, hundred thousand. I would love to know what happened to make my. You know what? I'm gonna ask this today, bro. 
no, no, but it was rooted as it was initiated through selfishness. Remember that. I was about oh. to have her. And I was yep. like, wait, you know, so but I had to uh but I had I am I just need I told I had to tell my wife, I'm not telling my wife, I had to at, tell my wife, like, hey, this is how I communicate. I don't know. Like I had to tell her one day, like, I don't know how you feel unless you tell me. I don't I can't pick up on those signs, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. don't communicate that way. Like, if you upset, tell me that you don't like something. I won't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when things would come up and she'd stress them, say, hey, what is it? That I started asking, hey, what can I do? Instead of me just assuming or giving the answer, mm-hmm. I just started asking, hey, is there anything I can do to help you right now? You know what I mean? Like, and then go from there. So that's how that's that's what I had to start doing and allowing her to tell me what type of support she needed during those times. There you go, bro. I mean, it's a really, really layered answer, bro. I'm, I'm the opposite of what Lewis just said. Mm. I can, I can see. I know how she's feeling without her saying anything. Mm. You, you, you remember Saturday when yeah, I you are downstairs? big on that, Kenny? Huh? You are big on that. You are big on that. Yeah. So, like, but I think what I learned is back to y'all. Your point from last week and your point today. I have learned that me telling her or saying how she feels doesn't matter if I already, I don't need her to validate something I already know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, if you know somebody pissed off, you just want to hear them say, man, I'm pissed off because da da da. But like, That's me, boy. if you mad That's me. and I know something happened that, 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 that has you pissed off, or I know you're sad because of something happened. See me, I don't need you to tell me you sad. Now, what I need to do is remove myself and allow the space for you to come to me whenever you are ready. Hey, look, I know everything look rough. I know this This is exactly what, what? So your wife comes to you when she's ready? Absolutely. She doesn't expect you to do anything. It's a conversation. Like for instance, for but me- She doesn't assume that you're gonna do it. She just, she doesn't expect for you to do it. She says, hey, Kenan, I'm sad, let's talk. No, it's more like, it's more like I, art of manipulation. So. Is more like I know, I know, I know her day has been rough. I know something crazy happened, right? I know mm-hmm. she's upset. Say, you know, Earth 98, say she's really snappy in the morning. But I haven't seen an action that caused her to be snappy. Right. So I already eliminated myself from being the reason why she's snappy. I haven't done anything. <laughs> hey, hey, not me. I'm thinking shit. It's only us in here and the kids, but it's got to be me. <laughs> Bro, and, 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 I, and I promise you, that's where we go wrong. That's okay. what you right though. You you absolutely right. Absolutely right. Hey so, man, y'all teaching me something. Man. I'm listening. So so say she was snappy this morning, and um uh she was snappy this morning. I realized I peeped it when I walk out. I'm like, hey look, slow slow coast slow ride into work. I know cra- crazy work week. Not slow co- slow roast into work. Listen to some dope music. Da da da. When we get home, I start asking probing questions. Hey, how was your day? You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. I know the issues gonna come out. So she's like, say like, you know, babe, like it was kind of rubbed this, that, and the third. I'm like, damn, what happened? She'll tell me what happened, but not tell me her emotion. You know what I'm saying? And I literally, okay. once I identify what happened through just casual conversation, I'm like, I know right now is not a good time, babe, but if you ever want to talk more about it, I understand that was hard. Just let me know. And she'll come later like, oh, like this is what pissed me off about this. Because what you got to realize about my wife is an observer way more than uh, anything, right? Mm-hmm. she's processing you cannot approach mm-hmm. somebody before they're ready before they've processed mm-hmm. the situation 
Yeah, so, I've messed up so, on it a lot of times. A lot of times. Say what? Yeah, I've messed up on it a lot of times. Say that. Hey, Lewis, I'm like, boy, me and Lewis. I'm like, what just said? Then you're going to be bad all day just saying Because they ain't like shit. I used to do that all the time. I used to do that all the time. This I used to do. Do this, do this, good night. I used to be like, good night. See, Lewis trying to sleep in. Lewis trying to sleep in the second bedroom. No, I'm not trying to sleep. No, Kenny, I'm, man, I'm playing, but that's real, dog. I'm like, look, man, just do this. All right, look, let's go get something to eat. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. You yeah, know what I mean? Not, I just can't. I hate. Maybe it's my own guilt because I feel like I can't fix it and make. I get upset when I see my wife in the state mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I love. I love to see her happy, but it's like, are you choosing to be mad? Right. Hey, what right. you be doing, Lewis? Hey, we we got get. <laughs> <laughs> hey, millennials versus Lewis on our next segment. I'm hey, working on my emotional intelligence right now. <laughs> Yeah. Bro, bro, it, it, it changed the game. And even when, when I would be like, for instance, y'all men and y'all marriage, I would never overstep saying like, y'all should do this. But I had to, I used to fight with Jay. Like, man, learn how to be quiet sometimes. Boy. You don't have to say everything you're thinking. Like, Boy. and this dude would like, like Jay want to hear you say it in any case. I'm like, bro, <laughs> like what, why? What is that going to change? Like, what is that going to change? The way okay. that I can approach it now. Yeah, but, you know what but, I'm saying? Like, that's what it's going to change. So like, I'm going to ask you this. How many hey, you times? Mad. What you mad? You mad? What you mad about? See? Right. See? Nope. You mad about that? What? Nope. Nope. Man. Or you got to go the other way. If you know they mad, if you know they mad, you got to say like, yo, well, I know I haven't done anything, so I'm going to remove you again. <laughs> but see, Kenny, I ain't going to lie to you. You you can say that, and I'm getting there, boy. I'll be thinking like shit, boy. I must have done done something. What I done did? But you got to think about it. If you done something, you say I know I ain't done anything. Whatever you did, do is gonna come right after that. Yes, you did. Mm. Da, 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 da. That's why I say, if oh, I okay. have that's done, good. Then yeah, I've never tried it. That that is good. Yeah, because I, mean, I know emotionally. Hey, I know it was me, baby. Right. <laughs> I I know that you've been happy with me for ten years. Hey, 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 I'm <laughs> but what I'm telling you is. <laughs> Hey, hey, up, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, then my wife gonna be like, nope, my wife gonna... bro. I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> that, that hey, does that work though, man? Does that is is does that work? Because I do feel like I got a process about my wife, but it's my own fault because I, I <laughs> I'm letting loose tonight. I have to process about my wife because it's my own fault on how I react to it. I make I don't I don't have I don't <laughs> I don't allow her to feel justified in her emotions. That's true. Okay, so so, so you making true. a hard ass bed to sleep in first? Of all. I am. I am. And secondly, I what am. I would say, and again, I was me and Jay probably been on this rent for like maybe four to five months. What emotional yeah. environment do you set for these conversations? A bad one, boy. I, don't know. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> yes, you do, Louis. Me knowing you right now, the fact that you will walk into a room like that with your arms folded, about to talk about something. It's already dead right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're walking the room for like that with your arm. Hey, like, I'm telling my you. My problem is I approach everything the same. Yeah, clear, that's what you yeah. clear, direct. That's it. I don't, I don't, I I don't have it in between, bro. I don't when, have it in between. When is y'all's weekly like talk time, like we talk about just uh, Friday. Is y'all Friday I'm gonna say weekly. It could be daily, but you know, no, life happens, so like, you can't do Friday, that. Friday or Saturday night, every now and then, well, we uh, we had the place where, where we are now. We we'll either go outside, we'll drink wine, or smoke a cigar, and we'll talk. Or mm-hmm. 
Um, we'll be watching something and we'll talk. That's when we have our time. So okay. I'm going to explain something that I, I really, I think really changed the game for me. And I, and I shared this with Jay before too. Talk about hard situations when the vibe is positive. Stop thinking the rough things got to be talked about when it's rough. So mm-hmm. a lot of times you go through something and you didn't like the way it happened, right? Mm-hmm. And two weeks later, you just didn't like it, but you all really didn't resolve the issue. So the next time y'all on Friday, goodbye, you're like, baby, you know what? Like, I really do feel like this. You know, the last couple of weeks when we got into this, I was like, what did I do to take you there? And because the vibe is not combative, the answer to what you did is going to come out. And then it's your job to know, like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, some, yeah, but I guess my problem in that situation is sometimes when the vibe is going so good and you bring up stuff like that, it's like, well, damn, like, it, it starts to put you in that headspace of when it happened two weeks ago. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, so I'm fucking, I'm essentially killing the vibe right now. Because I'm not Okay, so I can't say nothing about the way you control your emotions at the moment. But what I can right. say is, as dudes that got that, as dudes, you gotta eliminate the the, the combative part of the conversation. For instance, why is it combative? Why are you why are you assuming that it's combative by me being honest, open about my? We are two Jay and I are people who can actually articulate how they feel in the moment. I could say something today, meaning. 30 days from now and say exactly what I said and why I said it. Okay, because yeah. this is what I would say, and, and, and think me crazy when I say this, and I mean it. Okay. I will argue that I'm more direct than both of y'all. I just don't relate directness to words. Mm. Y'all are saying I got to tell somebody. No, mm-hmm. I can show you exactly what I need you to do without, I can show you, I can send it to you, I can tell you. Whatever yeah. way you need to flip this patty, I can do it. Because there's never been a relationship, whether it's working, whatever, that somebody didn't know how I feel, but it's not always based in a conversation. The same way, the same way that you can do, you can, I'm not going to use that example. The, the same way you can go and tell somebody how you love, like, yo, man, when we did that, when we shot that joint last night, that vibe from minute eight to 11, bro, I love when that happened. I'm just collecting that data like, okay, these are the great environments that help people feel looser. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, so for, so for me, and I'm not saying that y'all are not direct, but what I'm saying is, bro, I went through a span where I told everything on my mind. And then I stopped telling myself that I can't process the same, like, damn, bro. Like, no, he got to hear me, bro. No. The number one thing I tell Jay right now is, hey, bro, shut up. No. When you start feeling warm, hot hard. in the face, mad, hey, Jay, just yeah. cut out. Don't say nothing. There's power yeah. in silence sometimes. You know what I mean? If mm-hmm. a situation does not deserve your presence, give it your absence. And I don't care where it's at. If a situation like, does not deserve like your presence, put that on the t-shirt. Uh, hey, but but no, I'm serious, though. And I no, learned I'm the hard way. Yeah. The first seven It's months, like sometimes observing and not doing nothing is still observing. So I asked this thing. Have you ever asked your wife what to do when she's upset? I said yes. And then I said, I can't remember what that was. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, and the crazy part is, I know you can't remember for real. I, bro, I can't, bro. I can't remember what she said. So what is it about her being upset? Upset at you or upset, period? Because I, my wife has a great spirit, man, like a regal presence. Like, I love that about her. So mm -hmm. when I see her upset, I know... I don't, I think it, I don't know. I just don't like seeing her upset. Like when I, it's just not who I see. I know she's allowed to be human and has to go through those emotions just like everyone else. But I just, I just care about her so much. That I don't like seeing her like that at all. So what do you, what do you think your lack of emotional observation comes from? Hmm. Um, because what be hard? I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't think I got it growing up. I don't think I got it, or I don't feel like my emotions were uh, a priority to anyone. How I felt about anything was a priority. My mm -hmm. my physical condition and well being was a priority. I do feel like that, but my emotional state, I don't think that was ever a priority. So I never prioritized that for myself, and it's hard for me to prioritize that for other people. I, I'm gonna ask a question. You don't have to answer. Go ahead. This this will be reckless. <laughs> Do you trust your wife's decision making? That's a fuck no. <laughs> hold on, hold on, no, hold on, hold on, Keenan. Because I had kids with her. No, 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 no. We're not going that deep. I'm saying when you say, why don't you just do this, 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 right? Remember you said like when she get yeah. upset, like, why don't you do this, 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 right? You feel like the information you just gave her will yield the quickest result, correct? The best result in my mind. Okay, do you think that you get so frustrated about it because you feel like if you left it alone, she wouldn't make that same decision? Yeah. So I will argue that your anxiousness and frustration come from you not feeling like the decision that's going to be made is going to yield the best result. Yep. And I had to learn that it ain't about the best result. It's about the result she wants because it ain't always mm -hmm. the best result. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Yeah. My wife told me straight up, when I'm upset, I don't want to talk. I told her, my response was absolute respect. But at the beginning of our marriage, she used to always say, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. Because I processed quicker, especially with, I was an emotional teen, man. Be crying over crazy, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So when she told me, I don't want to talk, I used to press out. Let's talk now. Let's talk now. That's me, yep. That's what I mean. but, but I'm going to tell you where the game changed. She will always say, I don't want to talk. And then when I brought it back up, she would say, she would say, why are we even on that? Right. Like, okay. How are we going to get past that? So, so the thing is, I made a deal. If I give you space to talk, you got to guarantee me that you'll bring it back up. Yeah. My wife, I don't know if she'll agree to that. I got well, to give, give her more, more respect. Because I feel like I, I, I think I've observed her first. Mm-hmm. And my wife is non-confrontational. Mm -hmm. So anything that will breed confrontation, she just flat out avoids. Okay. And I'm like, hey, baby, conflict breeds understanding if done the right way. So, you know, you got to figure out how to embrace it. Because I embrace conflict. Yeah, see, <laughs> I embrace is, This nigga need to be a security guard. Hey, man, I embrace conflict. Because I know how to make conflict work for me. I know how to get something out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's why I embrace it. Because I learn every time I get into conflict. Yeah, you know? but that, is that the most... Is that the best, 
is that the best to me? Nope. The question is that the best environment for everybody to learn? Nope. See, nope. that's the problem. <laughs> you learn how to function, whether you want to believe it or not. Not in your in your, as in no, your you household. No, you tell your brother get on something. Go ahead. Emotionally and mentally, you learn how to function and dysfunction so much yep. that you know how to get something out of dysfunction. Function absolutely. So when the environment is not so, if you make the environment more, you want your Lewis. I'm gonna say this. I ain't never said it to you before. I it just hit me just now. You probably come to the conversation with that aggression and that frustration. <laughs> because you're creating the conflict that you know how to get through. Right. So what I'm saying to you is you got to learn that like, oh God, no, I'm not going to compare it to poverty, but you got to learn oh, that. No, I'm, no, no, because it's not, I'm not saying poverty for you. What I'm saying is that's like a kid that's experiencing poverty right now, right? Yeah. You have to accept two things. A, you want that you want them to make it out, but B, that may be their life experience for their whole entire life. Yep. Okay. So what I'm saying to you is in that same note, what you've learned to get, how you've learned to get uh, things out of conflicts is the environment that you have created when it comes to conversation. Yep. Because I know how to get something from conflict. I don't care what I say because most people ain't like that. I don't, no, excuse me. I don't, I'm not scared to say whatever I mean. Because most people are going to do what? Get in their feelings and the conflicts come. So you're either going to learn two things. How somebody handles being told the truth or somebody that fires back that's willing to get in the ring with you. Mm -hmm. But that's not an environment where a, 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 a solution-oriented conversation is going to happen. Yeah. Because I, 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 I can't see you as somebody that can process everything else. See, your job is no dysfunction. Mm -mm. Exactly, because you've removed your personal view on how to learn when you step into that role. Mm -hmm. Why not apply that to your wife is what I'm asking. I do sometimes. Disney. Not all the time. <laughs> so 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 how to scenario, typically how would y'all conflict how would you resolve conflict? Give me well, with your brother, is... with your wife, and then with a friend. All right, well, my brother. <laughs> I'll ask you how you do that, dog. With my brother, we normally, you know, like if we're around each other too long, something's gonna come up. He's gonna cross, he gonna cross the line, or I'm gonna cross the line. Mm -hmm. And what happens is we probably cross the line earlier in the day, and then when somebody, <laughs> when somebody crosses the line uh, later on, the other one just goes to the extreme. Yeah. yeah. Then, then we go back and forth, and mm -hmm. then after it's done. You said, hey, man, you hurt my feelings when you said this. Oh, man, my bad, bro. I love you, man. Oh, yeah, you hurt my feelings when you said this. Oh, man, I didn't know that, bro. I love you. All right, let's not do that again. Okay. And then that's how this resolved. Okay. With uh, with my wife, it's like, hey, what's up? And like, nothing. Oh, this this is my real reaction. Oh, okay, it's something. This Just is... say what it is. Go up ask you. All right. Well, this, 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 and that. Well, why do you feel that way? Because that wasn't my intention. Well, so and so, so and so. You know me. You know how I feel. Like you don't know. I mean, if I felt this, it's normally a misunderstanding. Half the time it's misunderstanding, and then I have to remind my wife. If I felt this way, I would tell you. And I don't feel this way. Okay. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I have to remind my. It's funny. The same cues that that you're saying I should pick up on are the same cues I have to remind her how I communicate. Because she mm -hmm. picks up on non-verbal cues and things, and I am verbal. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm like, baby, did I say that? She was like, I said, all right, then I didn't mean it. Like I did, that ain't what it was. Like she I'm got not, mad at me. She got mad at me. She, she might get mad at me because I told her, but I'm gonna say it anyway. She got mad at me one day because we was at the gym. Like, I love this. I am. <laughs> she got mad at me like because we was at the gym mm-hmm. and I walked by her and I was uh I, I normally like if I'm if I have a certain amount of time at the gym, I gotta do like my weightlifting, then I gotta do cardio. I know exactly how much time I have to have before I have to get back to work. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the gym has gotta be. So I'm like, hey baby, we talk a little bit. Some days we sit and we talk a long time. Today I was like, bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. And then we got home and then she was mad. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, you know what's going on? Mm-hmm. And she was like, nothing. Whatever, you know, go about my day. And then <laughs> I, I didn't feel like crying. I didn't feel like crying. Yeah. Then later on, I'm like, yeah. Dang, she's still mad. I said, hmm. I said, why? Well, I, I my mind, I was like you and Jay. I'm like, man, I ain't doing anything to her, you know. I really didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I, so I thought. Mm-hmm. So then I go, I said, what's wrong? You yeah, act like you didn't know me at the gym. What? What you was mean? It, like, was there more women in there? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. All right, so okay, I'm sorry, I shouldn't cut up. Get to you. She said, I like you didn't know me. Then what was that? I was like, What you talking about? <laughs> I talked to you. What do you mean I did that? Lewis, like so you me. telling me, right? First of all, this episode is going to be called The Art of Persuasion Millennials <laughs> versus the World. You know, it's the bro segment. We out. Pause by MWU.